Hi, I'm April Adams Pertwee. I'm your host of the Inside Story podcast. I've been telling people stories my entire adult life as a broadcast journalist, video producer, and digital storyteller. These days, you can find me at Light Beamers, where I'm building a community of women who are ready to step into their brave by sharing their story with the world. On the Inside Story podcast, I'm bringing you some of the best stories I'm discovering from both the women inside of my community, as well as from around the streets of the internet. Plus, I'm digging deep to share some of my own stories with you along the way. My hope is that these stories will help encourage you to examine your own story so that you can share it with other people. I have a motto at Light Beamers. When we share our stories, we shine a light. So with that in mind, let's get down to business today and share the light found in this episode. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to the Inside Story podcast. I'm your host, April Adams Pertwee, and we have a juicy topic today that I'm really excited to dig into, which is really helping you identify where your personal, individual, super special magic comes from. We're going to be talking about sourced magic with my good friend, Darla Ledoux, who's my guest today. So everyone give her a warm welcome. So happy to have you on the show, Darla. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here, April. Yes. Well, just to give everyone a little bit of flavor, you know, you, you are an author, you have this great book that, you know, we're going to be talking a little bit about today called shift the field, which I'm in the middle of reading. I haven't completed it yet, but it's, uh, the subtitle is how to deliver the transformation your clients crave while unlocking the magic you were born to share. And you know, there's so much of this that I've been highlighting and I've been doing exclamation marks when I read things that you're sharing in the book. And I'm like, yes, that's exactly, that's exactly how I feel about a lot of the things that I've created and the things that I do here at Light Beamers. So I'm really excited to have this conversation today. Um, you, you've kind of made, I, I met you at a, at a live event with, um, with my coach, Ron Reich, and you came and spoke and I just really loved your presentation from stage and a lot of what you've done has been about helping, you know, leaders really learn how to facilitate, how to lead retreats, how, how to lead their Mm -hmm. clients by tapping into that, that sourced magic, which we're really going to talk about today. What other like special sauce, you know, what other experiences have you had that have really led you into this work prior? Mm. Well, I'll start with, I'm an engineer by training. So okay. in my head, so very left data brain on spreadsheets. Start out. Yeah. This is, you know, this is how life is. Got it all yeah. figured out. And then I got divorced and my stepdad was diagnosed with cancer in the same three months. And, and he passed away right after he had gotten promoted into his dream job. And mm-hmm. so I'm here, you know, in my cubicle. And I was unable to be there at the hospital at the end of his life because I had to go back to work and put in my time and my job. And there was something with, you know, he had just accomplished this thing he really wanted to do. I had been trained as a coach in corporate. Mm -hmm. I knew I wanted to do it, but I was so scared to go out on my own. I had no experience with that. No one I knew had their own business. And 
you know, I kept waiting and waiting. And then when that happened, I decided it was time to launch my business. So I get into business and, you know, I had been trained as a coach. I had learned to, I'm going to call it read energy, which we may get into, um, you know, to pick up the energy of a situation. And I knew that I, it was accurate what I was picking up and I knew it was valuable for people, but I didn't know a lot about how to run a business. Can you hear yeah. my dog? Which is actually the case for a lot of coaches, you know, that, uh, that have been through coach certification programs and they're really, really great at knowing how to help their clients, but really struggle with running a business. I, I hear that so much. Yeah. So I got into business and I'm like, you know, I had made a lot of, I'm trying to get my camera to work here. Oh, I know. I it got blurry. Made a lot of intuitive decisions that got me to go run my business. And then I, I was scared and I got all of this advice. Right. And I don't know if you see that with people where they're um, looking for someone else to tell them what to do. Yep. Yep. So, you know, it was like, I knew I wanted to do this. I knew my intuition was on point. I knew it would make a difference. And then I got scared. Yeah. And so I started getting all of the advice I could on how to do business. So fast forward, I grew my business and I grew it quite a bit. And, but a lot of the things I was learning was working. So I was bringing in clients and I was growing my business and I knew I wanted to do that through retreats, mm -hmm, which is fun. And so I immediately, even against the advice of the people who were giving me advice, I decided to host a retreat and I'm like, if I can just get people in a room, like I know it'll be amazing. Um, and so I started hosting retreats in my business and that was all going well. People started asking me how do I have a business like yours? Like, I just want to host retreats like you do. This is amazing. How do yeah. I have a business like yours? And so I figured out how to teach that, right? And by the way, April, I don't know if this has happened for you, but so much of what I teach, like the, I have two books now and, you know, they're both content that I developed on retreat. Like when people were asking questions and then I had to allow source to guide how to answer the question and eventually sure. I noticed, oh, I keep teaching this like this. This seems like people are getting a lot from it. Yeah. I probably could turn this into something, right? That could which, help more people. Which is like, you just gave the blueprint for anyone to really like figure out how to have a really thriving business model, helping other people is really looking and paying yeah. attention to your own path, right? Your own story piece. And yeah. also like digging in to kind of reverse engineer a little bit, like, oh, this is working here. This is how I've always done it. And this is, you know, the success that that brings. I could probably just show people how to do that. And maybe that would, they would be able to replicate that same uh, process for their own success, which is actually just, it's pretty simple. Again, we overcomplicate things, but yeah, I, I, that's a, that's a lot of how I've created light beamers and, you know, uh, in my prior life, I, I was a journalist. And so I, my job was to pull stories out of people and I was really, really good at it. I'm still really good at it. And so I love to do this podcast, but, but then I was like, well, I could just teach people how to do that. Instead of having me come and do all the interview for them, I could actually show them my process. 
so that, and that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to empower women with their story. I didn't want them to wait for someone like me to show up and say, let me help you with your story. I wanted them to understand the story was already inside of them. So I just taught them my process. So exactly that to makes total sense. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. You're going to love this part because I, I like I, so I wrote the book retreat and grow rich. I was hosting retreats called retreat and grow rich up until the pandemic. And all of that was working. I had ads and, um, you know, webinars, and then they would come to the retreat and it was really great. You know, you super had profitable. The funnel. You had the, I had funnel. the funnel. It was freaking working <laughs> all the things, but I had the advice in my head from my first coach who said, if you're not hosting big events in this industry, you're no one. Mm. And those were like the words that, you know, and I'm like little good student going, keep me safe, make sure I can be someone, you know? And so those words were in my head. And so I was hosting this event because that's what you should do. So I've got this funnel that's seamlessly, effortlessly bringing people to my retreats. And I'm like, but I have to host a big event. So I've got this event and I booked Liz Gilbert to come teach at my event and so that was a big investment. And I'm thinking, oh, all my people want to come and be in a room with Liz, right? And so I'm thinking it's going to be easy to fill. And I'm working on filling this event. And I found myself on the phone with a friend. And I said out loud, and do you ever have those moments where you hear yourself say something and you're like, oh, like, oh, wow. I just found a golden nugget that I yeah. was avoiding. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> so I, I heard myself say, um, if, if it weren't for this stupid event, my life would be so easy right now. Yes. And like, I heard my, I li literally remember looking at the phone, like, did I just say that? Yeah. And it you was Liz Gilbert coming to an event. You've stepped up into this stupid. big thing that your coach told you to go do. And now you're freaking miserable. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it was the fourth event I'd done. And so I knew how to fill an event and I knew yeah. I could, you know, put the butts in the seats and all of that. And I had this moment of reckoning, is this really in my heart to do? So I ended up. I did not, you know, do all the frantic phone calls to fill the event because I, I like it's like I knew how to do that. Mm -hmm. um, and I lost money on the event and I just mm -hmm. received that I was losing money on this event. And inside I decided I am not going to be in this situation anymore. Like I thought I was doing all the right things, but I missed something. And I got committed to really being someone who could hear my own guidance and my own direction. Oh, this is so good. I don't, so I, I don't, I don't, I did not know this whole story. FYI for the audience listening, <laughs> this is not planned. Um, I have to tell you, like, this is like a real moment. So at the end of uh, 22, 20, So just a little over a year and a half ago, um, I was, I was that you were me, like I was, that was exactly mm -hmm. where I was. So for the last, prior to that, for the last four or five years, I have led this live event that I created and it was my idea mm -hmm. and I really wanted to do it. And it was, um, it was great. It was called the storytelling symposium. And, um, 
And it got to the point where in 2022, uh, leading this event, it, I was in a very similar space as you. Mm-hmm. I I didn't have Liz Gilbert coming to speak, but and I didn't have that type of 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 investment and being on the hook in that in that regard. But I was on the hook in so many other ways, right? Mm-hmm. I still was heavily invested, and ev- events are so expensive to pull mm-hmm. off, especially if you want to do them well. And um, I love the event. I loved being with the people. I love the women who came. I love all the pieces of it, except for all the work that it took to get to the day of the event. And and just all the, the stress, really the stress. And I found myself in a very similar boat and in, in having mm-hmm. similar kind of admissions behind the scenes of like, I just want this to be over. <laughs> you know, I just want to get this. I just, I got to get through it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and just getting through something is not the same as thriving through something, right? That's there yeah. could two completely different things. So I did get, I did get through the event and I have not made, I have made a conscious decision to not host that event anymore for the foreseeable future. I'm a never say never kind of girl. Cause I do think I'll figure it out eventually. If, if that, if that event is supposed to come back into my life, mm-hmm. um, again, I'm very tapped into source and my intuition as well. And I, I realized I was definitely trying to control everything. So April was April's problem not anybody else. And so I really resonate with what you're saying because I have I have just I feel like I've walked that almost that same path and had to just say this might be a good idea on paper. It's fabulous for marketing. It's fabulous for brand recognition. I sold a high ticket item at the event and filled up a program and made a lot of money. Yeah, I made money on the back end, you know, just mm-hmm. so I know how to do all that. But I was bit, I was like and it burned me the hell out. Yeah. Like I, I was in bed for a month, you know, and I oh, was, wow. and I had just yeah. like, you know, really, mm-hmm. I, I, I physically and, and, um, just like health wise, I had some challenges. Um, it also coincided with the time that menopause decided to show up in my life and or perimenopause, you know, it was just like, it was just a mess. And it was a real signal to me from source to like, wake up, mm-hmm. pay attention. You need to take a break. We're not going to do this anymore. And I haven't, I haven't, and I I don't know if I will anymore. We'll see, you know? Well, and that's, that's the brilliance. You know, you talked about trying to control and when we're trying to control, we shut down our magic, right? So I call it our magic. It's our inner knowing that guides us and control is the opposite of magic. So it makes perfect sense. And so when you say, I don't know, maybe I'll do it again, that that's accurate right? We have this need to define and, you know, and again, engineering background, right? So like, I love to engineer things like we're going to do this every year. And then every year this will happen. And then that will happen. And then it's all on automation. And, but is that how source wants to use you to expand the consciousness on the planet? Or is there somewhere else you're needed? Right? And so if you're so and I don't locked you, on, I mean us, right? Just so locked so like, on. This yeah. is what I'm doing. Like maybe there's a higher purpose you're meant to serve in this next evolution. And maybe that event 
um, you know, doesn't serve it anymore, or maybe it was ahead of its time and it'll come back. Like I've yeah. had ideas that come back. So, so there's six types of sourced magic and one is recognition and recognition magicians see patterns and they know what's needed. They know what connect, they help people connect a lot, um, but they can get a sense of like where we're going as a society or maybe as a community within your client group but they can tend to be ahead of their time. Mm -hmm. And so it could be something where it's like, okay, people are going to be ready for that in 18 months and mm -hmm. it, it'll just be easy. And, you know, so recognition magicians really have to work on timing. Yeah. I, that is, that's, that's fascinating. So clearly you have like these, the different types of magic um, mm -hmm. identified and, and, you know, so recognition, yeah magicians, I love that name, um, is one of them. I want to, I want to, I want to hear more about that, but now I'm kind of like, okay, hang on a second. Take me back to when you realized yeah. that that event, wasn't going to be anything that you were going to continue. Yes. How, how did you, what came next? Like when you did tap back into mm -hmm. source and get back into your knowing, get back into your intuition and let, you know, mm -hmm. God universe, however you call it, speak to you. What, yeah. I mean, I know where we are now having this conversation, but how did, what came next for you? Yeah. So I made a commitment that I wouldn't move something forward unless I felt really clear about it. Yeah. Um, and I started it, like meditating. It, yeah. Like, what does it feel like when it's clear to you? Like, I feel like that would be yeah. helpful. Yeah. Well, so first of all, it's different for everyone. That's what the magics are about is like really understanding how yours works. So for me in that season, um, one, I got support mm -hmm. and support specifically from a coach who was willing to let it take time. Mm -hmm. So I feel like this is really important because people, um, you know, we, as coaches, we want our clients to get results. And so we're like, okay, let's go. Or at least the coaches I had up until then, right? Just like push past whatever is true inside of you to get you the results so you can be a testimonial. So I, you know, you can come on <laughs> stage and talk study. about how great, exactly. And I was like, you know, everybody's case study. And um, so I had a coach who didn't care about any of that. That's really special. Mm -hmm. Who was like willing to sit on the phone with me while I learned how to be still and listen for my, my yes and my no. Mm -hmm. mm. Um, and that's so, hard. That's actually yeah. hard when you've been a high producer, high performer, go getter, you know, follow the spreadsheet, left brain kind of person. Yeah. What I learned. So I'll share two things I learned and I'll, I'll share it in the framework of the magic, the two of my magics. Okay. So there's six and most people are multi-magical, but there's, there are definitely ones that are more prominent. So, um, in the example of the event, uh -huh. I had decided I was going to do this event and it was going to be in Seattle, which was where I was living at the time. And I got, I started getting intuitive hits to check out Liz Gilbert and that was real right? It was like this click. So re my recognition magic is like a click. It's like, pay attention to this. It, mm -hmm. It's almost like the world stops for a minute when I see uh -huh. the thing. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And so I was getting these clicks about Liz Gilbert. And I was like, well, what's that about? So I went to her website and I saw that she was going to be speaking 
in Seattle at a retreat, like right before or after my retreat. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, oh, obviously I need to hire her. Yeah. She can have a two for one. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. She's already going to be there. This is amazing. But that was my mind. Yeah. So looking back now that I've learned to, to wait for the click, right? I didn't have a click about that. My brain filled in. Oh, she's here in April. I'm in a linear blank brain, right? Linear. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And so, you know, and I, I get this a lot with recognition magicians is like, what's the difference between a sign from the universe and my ego, Mm -hmm. you know, and for me, it's that click. And what I didn't know then that I know now is I can keep asking until I'm clear. So at that point, it felt like signs were sort of like tenuous and you have to act on it immediately. And now I know I can actually ask. And and again, I can ask myself and I get a physical like mm, knowing that it's a yes. So, you know, if I could go back, I would yeah. go there and go, oh, is that why I'm here? Nope. Yeah, right. right. You it would have saved you, but it actually would have prevented you from learning the lesson. So it's actually a good thing that you didn't at the time. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I did a lot of, you know, being in the world and paying attention to where where I was getting the click and asking a lot more of source, a lot more of my guidance. Like, yeah, it yes, no, yes, no. Um, the other piece, there's a magic called sensation magic. Mm-hmm. which is um, really physically feeling things in the body. And I committed to really cultivating that. So I was doing a ton of yoga. I was meditating and and sitting with my chakras and really, you know, I'm giggling because it's like that seemed so crazy at the time um, to feel like, where am I? Where am I experiencing flow? Where am I not? Mm-hmm. And and really studying what does that mean? Um for me, right? So people who are sensation magicians, I encourage them to create their own physical dictionary because mm. it shows up a little different for different people. And so I did those things. And I, you know, when I think about that season, I think about sitting on the phone with my coach, mm-hmm. waiting to hear and being so freaking frustrated because source wasn't telling me to do anything. And, and I was really committed. I wasn't going to do it unless it was a hell Yes. And there was a lot of waiting, a lot of waiting yeah. and a little bit of action. So here's what's great. And I, I kind of want to share the victory because what happened was I learned to, you know, I've done a whole marketing um, event called the work lighter challenge, which is about doing less with more potency. Mm, that's, mm, that's good. And because I, I learned that when I took action on the little things, mm-hmm. they actually made more of a difference. Yeah. And my life was so full of just, you know, my my coaches early on were very hustle oriented. Mm-hmm. And so I had to really break that habit to be able to hear and do the things with potency. And the victory is when COVID happened, I, before the year before, we were planning our year long program. And I, we had a retreat in March, 2020. And intuitively I said, I think this is virtual. Had never done that. I'd never done a virtual retreat. And 
for whatever reason, it just felt virtual. And my team is also magical. And I remember we were on a planning retreat and the other coach on my team was like, I feel that too. And so we made this event virtual and it ended up, you know, what being a blessing when the world shut down. Yes. Amazing. That is actually really just so, um, yeah, too, totally tapped in and tuned in, um, to guidance for sure. And I had plans to write the book that you have there, uh -huh, uh -huh. um, right at that time. And so it really worked beautifully. I was teaching retreat and grow rich. That was my main offer when retreats became, you know, non-existent, <laughs> non-existent. Uh -huh. Yeah. And so I was able to follow the little breadcrumbs to rebuild my business really quickly uh -huh. because I knew how to listen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the people who pivoted the best, right. Were not people who were reactionary, but people who just are tapped in to flow, you know, yeah. like to like, no big deal. Okay. We're just, we're just going to do this now. Like, you know, again, asking for guidance, both from real life people, mentors and people that you could trust, like a coach that will sit on the phone with you and just, you know, ask you some powerful questions and tapping into your own sourced energy um, mm. from above. I love that. I think that is, I think that's remarkable that you had the blessing of, of you know, of, of getting that hit, that intuitive hit mm. of turning that, that, that training and that retreat into a virtual event. And then to see that man, you know, come out the way it did with the COVID and yeah. wow. I mean, and then you be able to just continue to tap into that flow to, to, to pivot your business. You know, yeah, you already I had the plan to write the book even like, mm -hmm. oh, I already had planned. I was going to write this book. I mean, you already knew this body of work was coming. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think it's worth saying, trusting that is like a lifelong journey. It sure is. You know, I just started, are you, I'm, you're probably familiar with the artist way. Do you, mm -hmm. have you read the artist way? Parts of uh, it. <laughs> yeah. I'm a, I'm I a never fan. got a group to hold me accountable. <laughs> uh, well, I'm, I'm self holding my account myself accountable okay. right now, but, um, I, I would, I, if you want to partner with me, let's do it. It'd be fun. Mm. But, um, it, you know, I've done it in the, in years past and, the artist way for anyone that doesn't know is this, this great book by Julia Cameron. Mm. And it's all about journaling and writing each day. Um, the, this, uh, a process mm -hmm. she, she has called morning pages. And, um, there's a second book that she has called living the artist way. And I just recently bought that one because I'm, I'm digging back into the artist way before that was one of my goals for 2024 is I need, to be grounded more in my daily writing and mm. my journaling. I, 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 I'm a much better human when I have some time yes. with pen and paper a little bit in the morning. And I didn't do a lot of that in 2023. Cause I was, um, there was just a lot going on and I, I got, I got distracted. So I've recommitted to that process, but in living the artist way, um, she talks about how does she phrase it? It's called guided it, it's mm -hmm. all about being guided. It's all about mm -hmm. having written guidance because she's all about mm -hmm. writing the mm -hmm. word, right? So when you sit and write, mm -hmm. you ask for guidance, which 
Yes. To me, like any, and I, again, kind of like how I've done in your book, like highlight in exclamation mark and go, yes, this makes so much sense to me. I was kind of having that same moment, uh, beginning to re reading this new book, uh, which isn't new, but new to me, but it's called living the artist way around writing for guidance is because that's how a lot of stuff has come to me. The whole entire idea yes. of light beamers and how I was going to build this. I didn't even know I was going to build a business at the mm -hmm. time, but just this idea of light beamers and what it was going to be literally mm -hmm. came from me writing in my journal. And I have these moments where I feel, and this has happened multiple times in my life where I feel like I, I am no longer controlling the pen when I'm writing yes. and I'm in flow and I'm seeking and I'm asking and I'm praying then, you know, God just takes over my pen and he, and there's, there's words that are there and it's the guidance that's coming through, you know, that I'm asking mm -hmm. for. So it's called um, expression magic. Okay. There we go. I was like, yeah, what is it in, in your, mm -hmm. in your language? Right. So that this piece around guidance and just being yeah. willing to listen, first of all, sit still and ask, mm -hmm. and then being willing to listen for it. And in your case, right. You had to be really patient, which is hard for a lot of us. Because yeah. it may not come that first day you ask for it. It may not come in the first month. I mean, we don't know when it's going to come, but you and have I, to trust that it will come. And creating the structure for it to show yes. up, right? right. You're, you're, it's basically like a date with source and you're right. saying, okay, I'm listening. Mm -hmm. And the, because we think, oh, I have to wait a long time for it to show up. No, the truth was, I'm sure it was there. I just didn't know how to hear it. Yeah. I didn't know how to hear it in the way that it was coming. And so I had to make more space for it, right? If I'm trying to shove in, make a decision about this major direction in my business model into this 15 minute time interval, it's probably not going to show up in the same way as if I have a regular practice of listening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So there's several different then types of magic and, and, and mm. magicians that I've, I've heard you mention. What yeah. are you, what are the six? Let's go through them. I'm yeah. going to go through all, all, all six of them. So I'll speak to expression magic first. That is really channeling, right? Uh -huh. Source is working through you. So that can be on stage. Uh -huh. You know, I've had a lot of experiences. Expression uh -huh. is the one I'm working with right now, April uh -huh. of like, really, okay, what would my life be like if I designed around that? Um, and so it, on stage, it could be like a story coming through and you don't even know why you're telling it. And it doesn't mm -hmm. seem like it makes sense, but it ends up being what someone really needed to hear. Yeah. Um, a lot of, I've had that happen a lot as uh -huh. a speaker that happens a lot to me. I have this yeah. planned talk. And then all of a sudden I hear this, like, tell this story. And I'm like, but I didn't plan to tell that story, tell the yes. story. And I'm like, okay, I'll tell the story. And that, yes. that's exactly how it happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Feeling so much expression magic for you. Yeah. Um, artists, musicians often mm -hmm. are conduits like that. Right. Mm -hmm. Which uh, is how they're able to just like magically, truly that word magically, just like create their amazing, compositions or, or works mm. of art, you know? Yeah. yeah. And so I would say the artist way is an expression magic mm -hmm. technique. You know, when yeah, I think it, about sure. 
I'm getting an insight in this because when I think about how I sit with and I've, you know, I, I'll use my recognition to pick things up. So recognition magic is seeing signs, connecting the dots, looking for patterns, but, uh-huh. but you do, you're not trying. It just happens. Like you can see. Yeah. You like, just see it. Yeah. Like, I don't know why everybody doesn't know that like this person is full of shit, for example, <laughs> right. But you're, yeah. you're picking up all these things and it's like really obvious, but other people aren't see they don't see it because they're not seeing the signs right yeah um so I used to think like okay I'm gonna go recognize things in the world and then I go journal about it but in this conversation what I'm really realizing a lot of my soul time or time Mm -hmm. with source is I may pull a pull a card or something because I can pick out the mess you know the specific message in there but it's big paper and crayons Mm -hmm. Right. And it's like whatever wants to come through based on that. So what if I'm making a decision about a marketing campaign, I let myself draw nonsense on big paper until I see something in it. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, kind of an expression recognition. That is, would be yeah, in tandem, yeah. right? They kind of working together for you. Right. Yeah. Um, there's compassion magic. And this is really the person with the gift of complete non-judgment who they they would be the person that um I'm sure you have clients like this people just tell me things oh yeah uh-huh right because they're just this big heart space of non-judgment yeah and in our world people undersell that or they feel like that's soft or weak mm. you know because uh-huh. we so praise intellectualism but it's like holding that heart space where another human can actually accept themselves that is transformation oh for sure yes so a compassion magician retreats are perfect for a compassion magician like just Mm -hmm. get people in the room and love on them right give them things to do so that they can reveal truths to themselves but it's like really loving on them and holding the space where they're they can accept parts of themselves they never had that's the magic of a of a compassion magician so in that you know and that's with clients right so there's the element of how this shows up with your clients and then how it shows up as you're working in your business for yourself yeah 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 so compassion magicians need to pay attention to how does my heart feel about this do i feel open like there's often a like mm-hmm. pull from the heart toward the thing Mm-hmm. And uh, when it's not the thing and, you know, pe- we just ignore it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah. If I look back, my heart was so open in this direction. Right. But I went and that I ignored way it because mm-hmm. someone told me to. Yeah. Um, let's see. Expansion magician. Um, this is fun. I've paid a lot of money to get in rooms with expansion magicians. Ron's an expansion. Uh-huh. Yes, for sure. So, I don't even know what expansion is, but I would think that would sum him up. Uh-huh. It's like like hearing a scenario and immediately seeing if there were no scarcity, this is how it would go. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Right. So it's like this this um belief in the abundance of the universe and seeing how something can be 10xed really quickly. Just yeah. like yeah. The instant knowing. Yeah, and that describes that- him to a T for sure. And that person, like their job is to, well, one, do it for themselves, because a lot of times they do it for others more easily than themselves. But then it's also um, the art of working with clients so that they can believe that they can do that, Mm -hmm. right? Versus just like, "Ah, duh, just go do this. And, you know, someone gets overwhelmed. 
um, so expansion, um, vibration is really seeing, seeing life and energy. Mm -hmm. So, um, I know your husband was trained at IPEC like I was, um, seven levels of leadership and energy. Yep. That teaches you to see the world in energy. It really does. (laughs) It's such a fantastic tool. Mm -hmm. So it might be hearing within language, the vibration of the language mm-hmm. or seeing auras, mm-hmm. right? Like I don't see auras, but people who see auras vibration magic, it's like they're mm-hmm. reading the energy of the person or the situation. Um, and they have a, a beautiful ability to see the vibration someone's coming in. This is like in client work, right? Like get a sense of where they are, but also see the vibration of their soul. Mm-hmm. And to, and then help them see when they're out of how they're out of alignment, right? Because that's where a lot of people kind of, you know, that's the problem when exactly. you're out of alignment is like your soul is really trying to operate at a certain level of energy and the world has you operating differently, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And, you know, then the art is, and this is a lot of what we teach in our certification, the art is like how to help them align with their soul frequency right? Mm-hmm. In, in, in the most easeful way. So, um, I mean, everything is vibration. All of these really have a vibrational component, but vibration magicians, they just really see and speak in energy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know people like that. I know some friends that are just, you know, that is definitely their, their kind of zone of genius. That's where they hang out the most. I mean, they're able to do other things and have, you know, gifts in other mm-hmm. places, but, um, you know, they, they really are, you know, noticing and feeling the energy and that they can kind of do it at a deeper, deeper level and speak it at a different level. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I'm sure, you know, the people that like listening to this are probably thinking of people that they know that might be more like that. So you think you want to be around them. (laughs) Right, right. Um, And also, you know, vibration magicians need to be really responsible for the impact they have because they are, they're just being them and they're just thinking, you know, I'm just being me, but because they see an energy, they really tend to be the best at keeping their own energy clear. Mm -hmm. And so then they enter a space and their energy actually drives up shit for people, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? Like how, like I go like this a lot, like see the thing that's hidden from their view. Yeah. And so just knowing that you impact a space, if, if a vibration magician has a sales call and they're thinking, oh, I just showed up and asked a few questions, like that's not really valuable, right? But the person, the receiver is like in this energy, they're having thoughts they've never had. It's showing up a lot of things. Like it's like holding up that mirror that all of a sudden they mm-hmm. see stuff that they didn't even know was there, right? Exactly. Yeah. So um, you- there was expressed, there was compassion. Yeah. The last one, sensation. Sensation. Okay. And that's feeling in your body. Okay. Yeah. 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 You know, it's feeling your own stuff, but it's also picking up physically what's happening in another person. Like where you feel it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In the body. Right. So that you want to make sure you're moving your body, Mm -hmm. keeping your, you know, your physical energy clear getting really good at discerning is this mine or someone else's. So you're not projecting your stuff onto someone, but you're also, you know, your body is a tool. It's fascinating. 
That is so, I'm just sitting here going, okay, am I like, you think I'm express magic, you said, or, or well, like, you I think, think I'm exhibiting a lot it. of that, but I'm like, hmm, you know, like, how does that show up for me? That's, mm. this is really cool to kind of think through. Yeah. So when you have a client, let's just yeah. say you have a client or a small group and you're leading a workshop on helping someone identify their story. What happens for you when you're like, Ooh, that's the story. Or how do you know what you know about that? Um, so I feel, um, pretty, I mean, it's an intuitive nudge for sure. Mm -hmm. It's usually what people aren't saying, or they'll say something mm -hmm. almost like flippantly, or they'll casually just kind of mention something, but they are, they don't think that's the story. They're, they're mm -hmm. just like, they're mm -hmm. casting it away almost. Um, I feel and, like it's, or it's something that they're not saying. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times how I, and I've come to learn this right over the years, I, when I was first starting out in my career, I had no idea how I did this, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but I often will hear, uh, uh, my intuition speak to me and say, ask this question. So I mm -hmm. am able to ask questions because I'm hearing the question you know, based off what they've said or didn't say yep. so my curiosity, I feel like is like so spot on. And it always has been I'm super curious as a kid, which has led me to, to do this work, mm -hmm. honestly. And so I often hear the question or I feel nudged to ask a question and I don't question mm -hmm. it. So sometimes, and this is where, did you um, used to question it? Probably. I don't recall mm -hmm. questioning it. Okay. I think I've always been pretty like maybe oblivious that maybe some of my questions were, uh, could be taken. They could be hard. I mean, my questions can sometimes be really hard for people, but I, I don't seem to have a filter around that. Um, nice. and, and I don't, it's not that I don't care, but I'm like, no, but you need to be asked. This question has to be asked and it's not really coming from me. I feel like I'm being, mm -hmm. You know, I'm being I used to ask the questions. So that's how I would describe it. I know this makes sense to you, but mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes sense to everyone else listening, but that, that is how I would describe how I'm able and what mm -hmm. I do lead with when I'm, when I'm working with someone, especially in a, in a one-on-one setting. Um, I do it a little bit here on the podcast, but I really do it mostly with my clients for sure. Like am I with my clients, when they, you have a one-on-one -on -one session with me and we're talking about your story, um, I, I, I go there. I ask questions yeah. that no one else is asking. Yeah. And you have consent and it's within a container. Absolutely. Show Absolutely. Up. Like mm -hmm. they, you know, they've come to me for that reason. And, yeah. you know, and I do, I, I'm very empathetic. I'm very conscious of, um, of energy that way. And I do feel I'm good at kind of reading the room, you know, and mm -hmm. knowing like, um, when that, when a, when a question would be totally inappropriate and I should not ask it, even though my curiosity wants me to ask it. Um, so I, I think I have a good balance of that. Yeah. I haven't gotten myself in too much trouble asking, <laughs> well, asking the, the hard questions. Is, that's what people are paying you for, right? Yeah, it's like, right. and that's, I want people to get that people will pay a lot of money for your magic, for you to bring forward a truth they can't see. Right. And you know, I've been in business now almost 15 years. And when I started, there was so much conversation about sell them what they want, give them what they need. Yeah. Yeah. Right? 
and like, just pretend you're not doing this. Just pretend you're doing something else. And then why don't we actually get to what they need, you know, from the get-go? Yeah. Yeah. So more and more people know they want that, right? They know there's something like, if I could only shift Mm -hmm. this, then I would get to my goal. Like, I know I'm, I'm the problem, right? (laughs) There's something here for Mm -hmm. me that I'm the problem Mm -hmm. and, um, are looking for someone to help them see it. You know, we're more aware of that now. Um, Yeah, I would say, April, I hear expression magic. Like hearing the question to ask is expression also. Okay. It's really source working through you. And then um, I'm I'm feeling probably recognition. And there's a couple pieces that make me think that. The hearing what they're not saying Mm -hmm. is like, the pieces don't add, like there's a hole here. Yeah. There's right? something if that I'm doesn't making add the up. connections. There's like a hole. Yeah. And I think that's why I've been really good at storytelling because if the story yes. isn't complete, my brain will not rest. Um, I just cannot, I'm like, Oh wait, you haven't told the whole story. And I am able to see that, hear it, feel it, uh, all of it. Mm-hmm. And, um, my, it's like this giant open loop that drives me crazy. So therefore I have to help someone get to that piece of the story that's not being told, which is how I'm, I am successful in helping my clients tell the, the, the best parts of their story completely, right? Like in the full arc, as I describe it. So, um, yes, that piece of when there's, um, I'm really good at connecting the dots. And people tell me that a lot because I will interview, Mm -hmm. interview, listen, listen, listen. And then I'm like, oh, this thing that you told me at the very, very beginning and now we're 30, 40 minutes in, and we're already on five other topics by now. There's a, there's a connection over here mm-hmm. that they're not seeing and I'll, and I'll bridge the gap yeah. for them. And they'll like, uh, and usually they'll be like, how you're, that is so like, I never thought of that before. I hear that a lot. Mm-hmm. I've never thought about that before, yeah. but you're absolutely right there. That's the connection. That's a piece I've been missing. And yes. to me, I see that mm-hmm. so clearly. I can just, I can mm-hmm. pick out the themes of someone's story and find those gaps. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so that, that I think you're picking mm-hmm. up on the right thing there. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. Good. This is fun. <laughs> yeah. And I want people to know, like you probably have more than one and yeah. you shift over time where you're focusing and this, you know, this came through for me, the magic. Yeah, so right. like during COVID hosting a virtual retreat, I'm having clients that seem to keep asking me for permission to do what they know to do. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever had that. Like, mm-hmm. do you think I should do this? Do you oh, think yeah. I should do? And it's like, well, what's your soul? What say? do you think? <laughs> what's your guidance t- been telling you? Is this arising from within or did you see a, someone a else Facebook doing it post and you think yeah. you should do it too? Um, and so I was like, it's so frustrated that this kept happening. Right. And this is you know, the universe keeps delivering the thing to help me. It helped me develop. I, I sat with, I had this group coming for retreat on zoom and I was like, I need a tool to help them trust themselves. Yeah. And so I started looking at the patterns of how I knew people were getting information based on the clients Mm -hmm. and putting together this framework. Right. So you know, the six sourced magics, it's invented, it came through me. It's not, you know, the you might have, you know, we tell people make up your own name for your magic. Yeah, it's totally right. great. 
Um, but it gives permission to claim what you know, because we are mm. getting this information all the time, but we're ignoring it. Yeah. Because no one's ever said it was okay. Or maybe we knew shit when we were young. And then and stuffed our, it and down. And the people around Somebody us. Somebody told like, us something. Oh, you can't yeah. know that. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, don't or say you can't that. express that. Exactly. Yeah, don't be like that. Yeah, don't be and like so that. And so we shut it down. And then especially as, you know, people in female bodies on this planet, right, mm -hmm. definitely don't know what you know. And there's the whole history and lineage around that. And so we're really just giving people permission to trust it for themselves. Mm -hmm. And then how do you talk about that in your work with your clients? How do you actually design around that? So for example, hosting big events, it's fun. It's kind of funny because I'm getting the nudge now to do an event again. Because you um, know what you know now, right? Right. You have to go get that info. Exactly. Um, but that's really great for an expression magician. It can mm -hmm. be really great for recognition. Also, if you're coaching people from stage, um, you know, compassion sensation for me at that time, the ones that were so strong, like the small retreats were perfect, mm -hmm. right? Like mm -hmm. that is so perfect. And a lot of times we're doing strategies in our marketing or our business model that override our magic rather than honor our magic. So, oh, for sure. There's a lot of strategies out there for, you know, not just growing your business, but getting your health in check and, you know, uh, all kinds of things like, you know, working on your marriage and relationships and all of that. Mm -hmm. There's like strategy after strategy after strategy. And if you don't get clear about like what feels right, you know, yes. I, I've made a lot of marketing decisions in, in light beamers really trying to, I, I'm not perfect at it, but I really, really try to say, can I really see myself doing that? You know, does that feel mm -hmm. good? I have mm -hmm. a, a motto that I want it to feel easy. Not everything yes. is easy and I'm not allergic to hard, but I mean, I am kind of allergic to hard, but I'm not, I can do hard work. I'm willing yeah. to work hard, but, um, but I really don't, it shouldn't feel hard. It shouldn't yeah. feel restrictive or complicated or mind boggling. And to be honest with you, when we talk about marketing, there's a lot of strategy out there in my world that in my opinion, I was like, uh, that might work, but there's no way in hell I'm going to mm -hmm. do that because my brain doesn't work like that. That feels hard mm -hmm. to me. I can't explain it, whatever. So yeah. I really have leaned into that a lot around building my business for sure. And I think that is helpful to, for people to think through that for themselves, not just in mm -hmm. business, but again, like I said, relationships, you know, yes. how you connect with people. It's kind of like that love languages, you know, you've really got to understand how do you work and how, what is, you know, where do you shine? Mm -hmm. And so that's why I like, I really like, you know, your framework and even, even I do like your names. I think your names are really fun. <laughs> so, um, I think this is super cool and very, very helpful. And so how, I mean, obviously I want to drive people to go get the book because I think this book is really good. I haven't, I, I'm mm -hmm. going to finish it and I can't wait to, to come back to you and tell you all my takeaways, but nice. shift the field, which I'll link up to people, um, in the show notes. Cause I, um, you do a great job of explaining mm -hmm. this in the book. Um, and then some, cause it's really about transformation yes. and helping people have that transformation. What's another way people can get access or learn more yeah. about this so magic there's a quiz. Um, it's eight questions and it pops out your primary magic and you get a little um, PDF all about okay. it. It's at sourcedexperience.com forward slash quiz. 
Okay. And um, yeah, I'd love to hear. So if you, you know, heard me here and you go get your magic, PM me on Instagram and let me know what your magic is. I'd love to hear about that. And yeah, we have an, I don't know when this airs, but we have an event in February um, called Shift the Field Live, where we teach the concepts from the book and have hmm. people practice them. So, and we do that um, a couple of times a year. Awesome. So, and so there you are with a live event coming back with your live event. Well, it's yeah. a virtual, that one's okay. virtual. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> but maybe you will do it live in person. Who I knows? have a, so I have a live event um, in April. Okay. It's called the Sourced Experience. Um, yeah. April 4th through 6th in Tucson, Arizona. Ooh. Okay. Well, we'll share all of that so that people yeah. can, you know, check out some of the things that you have going on event wise. Definitely go take that quiz. Now, mm -hmm. I want to know too, like, don't I want to know too. Darla. I want to know too <laughs> if you take Darla's quiz, what, what type of magic do you have? Like, this will be really revealing and, mm -hmm. and, and interesting to me because you know my curiosity now I want to know that's going to be an open loop I want to know if you guys listen to the mm -hmm. episode today um what kind of magic is is yours so go take Darla's quiz I do recommend the book shift the field by Darla Ledoux of course I'll have it linked mm -hmm. up Darla thanks for coming on and sharing your you, magic today so fun and the story of how you really tapped into it how you really discovered it for yourself mm -hmm. and um yeah I really resonate with that story you know I've, I've been there Similarly. Awesome. Well, if the storyteller resonates, then that's great. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. Yes. Good job. All right. Thanks for being mm -hmm. here. And thanks for being here to all of you listening. Always appreciate you being here with, week, with us week by week. Um, definitely go take that quiz and let us know what type of magician are you share this episode out, please. We always appreciate you sharing our episodes. We appreciate the love you give the inside story podcast. We appreciate your reviews your subscriptions, all the things. And most importantly, we just love having you here um, listening to the show each week. Um, we record these for you so that we can help you tap into the storyteller that you are so that you can go out into the world and shine your light, be a light beamer. All right, everybody, we'll be back next week with another episode. See you then. Bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to give it a review and share this broadcast out with your friends and family. Now, did listening to this episode make you think more about your own story? Are you wondering which parts of your own story are relevant to share with others? This is the question I get asked more than any other. How do I share my story? Which parts of my story are worth sharing with other people? How can I make my story relatable so that others can benefit from it? I've taken my simple process that I've used for years as a journalist and broken it down into a three-part storytelling formula that will help you discover the key components of your own story and how to share it. It's a free resource I've created to help you become a light beamer by sharing your story. Simply go to www.lightbeamers.com and click on the big yellow button on the homepage to download your story formula. I'd love to hear your story too. So be sure to join my free community on Facebook, the Light Beamers community, and share your story with me. I can't wait to learn more about you and the story that's inside of you. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you can get notified when our next broadcast is live. You will want to stay tuned to the stories we are lining up for you next. I promise they are so good. As always, Light Beamers, I'm over here cheering for you.
This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's voices amplified.